0: Hi all, and welcome to Capgemini Cloud Podcast. Uh, I'm your host for today, Gil Heschenfeld, and I'm a cloud architect with Capgemini. And today I have the pleasure to be joined by Manas Depp, who is vice president and business lead for cloud in Capgemini Europe. And together today we will be covering the major trends in cloud computing. So Manas, we see that the use of cloud has grown enormously in the last years, In the cloud readiness report that we have launched together with IDG, 70 to 80% of the companies are already in public cloud. That's a big number. So can you tell us some more about the biggest trends in cloud computing?
1: So we, um, you know, through our projects, through our conversations with customers, uh, with analysts, with uh, platform vendors, uh, the whole community, we are observing how cloud adoption has indeed been evolving and also all the extra attention that cloud computing got during this current COVID pandemic. So it is now pretty safe to, to predict that the cloud adoption will continue is very healthy growth rate into 2021 20, for sure. Uh, and perhaps may even do better than years before. Yeah, The question of why cloud is a thing of the past as i can see yeah the focus now is on what and the how so in the early years of cloud adoption the lot of questions were often debated as to which cloud to go to uh, for example which cloud platform vendor or should we should one go for a public cloud or private cloud etc etc today however most organizations are using at least two cloud platforms. So that means the multi-cloud situation. And a significant majority of the companies use combination of public and private clouds as well as things on-premise in their on-prem infrastructure. So that's a hybrid cloud situation. These deployment patterns, uh, they provide great flexibility when you have to make a decision about move to cloud or or you have to design projects. And also uh, what's helping is that the increasing maturity in tooling from cloud platform vendors related to this hybrid multi-cloud deployments and their managements. So this maturity has accelerated the adoption of hybrid multi-cloud options. And I pretty much see that this will continue because it's very beneficial overall. We are also seeing increase in migration of legacy applications where companies are using the cloud migration projects to modernize the old application. This and also the born in the cloud applications using things like IoT, advanced analytics and AI are pushing up the use of cloud services in the past, that is the platform as a service layer. Uh, I'm mentioning this because the early adoption, uh, momentum of cloud adoption was more tilted towards the infrastructure and some of these PaaS, but now the shift to PaaS is very prominent and this will increase. Uh, Often these PaaS services are a variety of database services, whether for uh, applications or data-driven applications, uh, normal applications or data-driven applications, or services that provide easier access to high-end emerging technologies. Yeah. Uh, also, you see, um, I mean, yeah, you you mentioned the huge adoption, but when it comes to workloads, yeah, it is expected that uh, in a, in the next year or so, about fifty percent or more application workloads will move to cloud so so this is not just adoption but also the volume right so we are talking substantial deployments which involve significant monies spent on using and managing cloud deployments so naturally companies are increasing their focus on organizing themselves to be able to sharpen their cloud strategy for the best business outcomes and cost-efficient cloud adoption. And they want this at the same time. So this is a simultaneous goal, right? So this um, type of ambition leads to focus or higher attention to standardization, automation, and also use of cloud migration facilitators like containers and serverless architectures. Uh, so at a high level i see these as the dominant cloud adoption trends as we head into 2021 and of course as a market competitive cloud service provider and i have to say this we at capgemini uh, we have aligned our uh, our offers to match these trends
0: yeah thank thank you for that and um you already you already mentioned uh, capgemini as a partner for uh, for our clients and also, but how do we as Kip Gemini then help uh, those customers get in control and also seeing the bigger picture of using cloud?
1: Yeah, so, so um, uh, there's, of course, more than one way, right? Uh, I mean, our cloud services, uh, the portfolio, it is an end-to-end portfolio, right? So it, it covers advisory services, it covers, uh, you know, planning, design, build, Test, run, you know, move it to production, manage it to production, all of that. But depending on the entry point of the customer, right? So, because cloud is not new anymore, different customers are at different stages of cloud adoption. So, what we have done carefully is to allow people to enter into our end to end offer pipeline at the most beneficial point of entry, right? So that, that tells you that we, we can handhold the customer, work for the customer, etc. at different phases and for whatever length. So we have projects that are, of course, end-to-end. We have projects where we have only done the advisory. We have projects where we are only doing the run and manage. But there are many projects where we are doing end-to-end.
0: Yes, true. And, and if you then look at some low-level enablers, so how can we enable those customers?
1: Yeah so we we enable customers as i said uh, with with a lot of the things that we have learned from our own uh, work right so these uh, come out as for example methodologies that are used in um, in the advisories for example methodologies that are used or patterns that are used during planning and design A lot of accelerators that are used to in them in a factory model for example that are used to do the doing the actual work of taking something that wasn't on cloud to making sure it runs on cloud and then of course comprehensive uh, management platforms that can also do just besides management you know actually uh, provide inputs towards cloud economics even through our management platform like what we call capgemini cloud platform or ccp so it's a combination of tools accelerators methodologies and of course a huge amount of people skills right
0: yeah and you, you mentioned uh, the cloud economics is it can you give an example of that
1: so uh, as you can imagine that you know i just mentioned that if you have if cloud becomes the place where most of the things are happening for it like at least the majority Yeah. Then of course the economics around it is uh, is vital. It's vitally, it's critically important. Yeah. So in a narrow view, cloud economics focuses mainly on the cost efficiency of cloud resource usage, and this view uh, may provide some immediate benefits to organizations that are incurring substantial cloud spend, and especially in situations where they might be suspecting wastage, right? So this is this is a sort of a low-hanging fruit of cloud economics. But in the bigger picture, however, the scope of cloud economics broadens to also include governing principles of cloud adoption, target business benefits and impacts on organizational skills, and, and, and all these from both technical and operational complexity points of view but for overall optimization of this broader scope cloud economics then you must have to have a wider set of organizational stakeholders engaged yeah because the scope increases and this cannot just be controlled by it
0: as we are heading towards the end of the uh, uh, this uh, this podcast i have one final question for you um because a lot of customers are already benefiting uh, from cloud but how how can we help them in benefit more
1: yeah so one um, you know you you use the phrase partnership with customers right so um so in that you know in that uh, line of thought i would in fact recommend something uh, very quickly but before doing that I would like to, to, to uh, indulge me and I'd like to give you a small example of something else. Yeah? So you see clouds becoming quite important. So when uh, cloud computing, so when an activity or a strategy becomes critical to an organization's survival and or even market excellence, some good in-house competency becomes a related critical success factor. Yeah so as an example companies that value intellectual property a lot will typically have some patent law competency in house even though external patent law firms will be routinely employed to handle important patent litigations etc yeah the in house lawyer will typically select the external firm and manage the interactions with the external experts so very similarly For large-scale cloud adoptions to be successful, organizations need to build some really good in-house cloud competency, even if the projects are mostly outsourced. So a center of excellence or COE, as we sometimes call it, uh, which could be either centralized or federated, dedicated or virtual, but that structure is a good organizational construct to build and nurture technology competencies like cloud computing. And so we can help customers actually uh, formulate this, create this, or even help run them, right? So I would encourage organizational leaderships to consider building such CUE capabilities. And we really have uh, services in our portfolio dedicated to helping them.
0: Thank you, Manas, for uh, being here with me. Uh, It was a pleasure having you. And I hope our listeners enjoyed it too. All of our podcasts are available online. You can subscribe to them to the usual channels uh, like SoundCloud. So until next time,
1: goodbye. Uh, goodbye, and thanks for listening.